Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Double One Radio Weekly Podcast. This is episode number 20. We've got a packed schedule for you today. I am your host, Ryan. I'm joined by the lovely Ben. Lovely. The wonderful I, Tess. I know. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> the gorgeous Wyatt. You know it. And the gregarious Brett. That is the word for me. What is gregarious mean? I don't know, but it sounds like Gregory. Yeah, it's it's pretty accurate, actually. A person fond of company, sociable. You're right. That's a a good word. It is a good word. And speaking of good words, we have a game to play. We that was a, it was a reach. I know it was a reach, but we had to do it. Wow. No, that we I'm embarrassed for you. That, we so, you know how you jump to conclusions? That was like... Yeah. You got into a rocket ship and just blasted it <laughs> with that one because I don't know where the connection was. That's the point. That's the point. Anyway. Okay. So, our topic... Not a topic. Our game today is Guess the Guest. And in honor of Marvel's Avengers having an exclusive guest character on the PS4 being Spider-Man, which we all think is a bad practice. We're going to talk about some honored guests from Soul Calibur 2. The game that had a unique character for every platform. That was Nintendo, it was Xbox, and that was uh, Sony. I don't know why I said Xbox instead of Microsoft, but each of those three had a unique character. So what I'm going to say, I'm going to ask you guys to tell me what the unique character was for each one. So we got Xbox, we got PlayStation, and we got, I think it was the, uh, whatever Nintendo console was out of the town, probably the, the GameCube, I think. Definitely the GameCube. God almighty. <laughs> Each one had one unique character. It was, it was console exclusive. Some of them have returned to the newest Soul Calibur. We'll start with Wyatt. Wyatt, can you tell me what Xbox's unique Soul Calibur character was? Uh, uh, um, you can't say Arbiter. <laughs> I mean, you can say Arbiter. Why? <laughs> no one's uh, banning you from saying Arbiter. I am. I'm, I'm doing it as well. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> the two out of five. The council right, has, Ar- has we've got declared. Arbiter. <laughs> okay, um, Ben, you seemed yeah. ready. I'm taking Arbiter as your actual answer. I hope you know that. Or I don't... Uh, Splatoon 2. Okay. So, we've got our consoles mixed up here. We're talking There's about one of our Xbox. mixed up here. Xbox is the console that has Halo and... Uh, it had a bunch Halo? of Marvel games. It had Marvel games as well. Oh. So... Flash or something. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day. So what's your guess? I don't know. Halo Master Chief. Halo Master Chief? Alright, that's a good guess. I'm not disparaging Halo that guess. Man. I know it's not, but... Halo Man. Yeah, Halo Man. Alright, Brett, you got something for me? God, um... I'm not even sure. Tr- like, did Microsoft even have games that were out at this time? I'm not yeah, even, Forza. like... I mean, they did. Oh, this is a You play as a thing. Forza car? <laughs> <laughs> I would not put it past Soul Calibur. My final answer will be uh, a, a Lamborghini. You play Say as Arbiter, the Lamborghini. I swear to God. Okay. No. All right. Tess, are you jumping on the Arbiter bandwagon? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Arbiter is a Halo character. So easy. <laughs> I, I also don't know like anything about Xbox. 
That's fine. That's fine. Okay, we'll go over the Xbox. The Xbox character was Spawn. From what? Oh, from Marvel Comics. Oh, from yeah, Spawn. I know that one. <laughs> this is this is the left field one. Now, okay. I'm not gonna ask you what the PS4 one is because I'll give it to you since I don't think anyone here has played Tekken. It's Heihachi from Tekken. Oh, okay. Uh, that's who that character was. He's like the least important of all of these. Nintendo big rep in Soul Calibur. Who was it? Link. Link. Yeah. We got Link. Anyone disagreeing with Link? Star Fox. Star Fox. <laughs> Shit. Could have been. That's actually. I think. I feel like I've seen a Star Fox in a in a in a Soul Calibur game. in a fighting game. Yeah. I mean, he is in a fighting game in Smash. Right, yeah, Smash. <laughs> Doesn't mean he can't be in Soul Calibur. I'm imagining Toad. As a, as a Soul Calibur fighter. What if we got Villager in Soul Calibur? <laughs> Alright, Tess. You're, I think you're the standout. What do we got? Everyone said Link, so I'm gonna say Zelda. Zelda? Alright. Well, we all know game companies were very misogynist. In <laughs> Oh, you know what? That's true. Yep, it was Link. It was Link. <laughs> also, that was, uh, I think the last like Zelda to have come out when Soul Calibur 2 came out was um... Ocarina of Time. I don't know why I completely blanked. Actually, it might have been Wind Waker. Uh, but again, Ocarina of Time, like, Zelda hadn't been, like, a fighter character yet. Well, no, she was chic. You know what? No, I'm full of crap. <laughs> you know Ignore what? You everything I just said. All along. Look, last last game, last uh, news game was your peak. This one? I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Look, Sometimes I was I like banking. I thought, I figured thing. someone here would have played Soul Calibur, and it would have been better. I've played I've played Soul Calibur five. Six is where it's at. All right. On PlayStation. So the reason we were talking about this is is our first news topic of the day, which is that Avengers is going to have an exclusive character on the PS4. Spoken. <sighs> yep. Yay. Good. Moving on. <laughs> don't say good to that. I don't think this is a thing we say good to. It was a very, very sad, just soulless good. Yeah. That does not do. Good. Does, does anybody else get a fun exclusive character? Not as of yet. And it seems like oh. it's it's an exclusive deal that goes a little further because they have said that the PS4 will also get some like DLC stuff first. Oh my god. So it's n probably not just Spider-Man. Uh, at least it will probably be Spider-Man character-wise. I'm betting that's it. It's the Spider-Women and the Spider-Children too. Yeah, yeah. Probably if we get Spider-Gwen, that'll happen. Spider-Miles will be there. Yeah, we'll yes. get Spider-Ham. Spider Spider yeah. The Spider-Verse Spider will be in Doctor Octavia. Doctor the woman from the animated right. Spider-Verse right. film. Yeah. Alright, so that's that's what's <laughs> happening. <Ooh>. I think... <laughs> Pretty much universally, our take on this is that it's bad. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of dumb. Um, I look, get even if, even if you're someone who just owns a PS4, like it's still bad. Because like, I, because I've seen people where it's like, oh, I own a PS4, so like, who cares? It's like, yeah, it's still like that's such a selfish like viewpoint to have, though. Like, even if you just own a PS4 and you're getting the character, it's still bad for everyone. You know, well, here's the reason yeah. I don't care is because I'm not going to play the game. All right, well, we're, we're going to talk about game. that later on, Ben. That's a topic <laughs> for after this discussion. All right. right, so yeah, the exclusivity deal is not just Spider Man, it's a few other things. It's all timed aside from Spider Man, from what we know. Uh, that could very easily change by the time this episode is out because uh, we record on not news days on weekends, so 
if something happens Monday, by the time you're listening to this, it might be different. Uh, and that also brings us, we do have a few changes coming next week. We'll talk about it at the end, so stay tuned for that. But for right now, Spider-Man is exclusive. It's not good. Uh, and I think I want, do want to cut off one argument at the head, which is why we had this Soul Calibur game. I think there's a very big difference between a fighting game and especially a fighting game that came out 10 years ago, uh, more than 10 years ago at this point, almost 20, I think, that had exclusive characters and exclusive characters in a co-op, like, PvE-focused looter game because there's a very different, like, style between those two. Like, guest characters in fighting games have been, like, a tradition for a long time, and they're pretty simple, relatively. You're not locking content off from people. But, like, what if I want to play my, my missions, my dailies in, Spy- in Avengers as Spider-Man, right? I can't do that now if I play on PC or Xbox. Here's Think of it this way. Think of you're playing Destiny 2, and uh, PS4 users exclusively get to use the Titan, and no other platform gets to use the Titan. Yeah, it's, it's locking it's, a class it's like out of that. a game. It's a lot more akin to that than just locking a guest character in a fighting game. In the original Destiny, like, for a while, the PlayStation had some pretty good weapons for, for a whole year. Dude, I remember that. I Because I got Destiny 2 on PC, and Destiny 2 had some exclusive... They had an exclusive strike. Yeah, uh, They had dude, exclusive well, exotics. That's Modern Warfare has an exclusive uh, co-op mode on PS4. And, like, yeah. that stuff is ridiculous to me. That's so weird that you're locking yeah. content specific like game modes to a console uh, especially in like this era of us pushing for cross play and cross platform stuff so in a in a time like we're in right now is it really is it really a good idea to have these very like scummy kind of exclusive cuz like no one's practices? talking about anything else in the entertainment industry right well, yeah <laughs> yeah and also are people closed down yeah and also people are playing games more than ever and to try and push Right now, anyway. And it's like, and to try and push these more exclusive deals is just such bad timing. Like, if you're going to do it at all, right now is a very bad time to do it. And there's obviously a difference between exclusivity deals and making a game through funding of, like, Sony or Nintendo for their platform, and that's exclusively on that platform. Those are are very different things, and that that game would not have been made, and maybe it is this kind of situation where Avengers would not have been made without Sony. Um, uh, I, I doubt I it. I, I heavily they already have it. a publisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They already are, they're being published by Square Enix. Because it's not the same thing as like well, Bayonetta two, where Bayonetta two would not exist if Nintendo yeah. hadn't funded the project. Doesn't Here, they're own... already being funded by Square Enix. So like, Square Enix doesn't Sony own the rights to Spider-Man and video games? Yes, they do. So maybe the studio came to Sony and was like, yo, we want to put Spider-Man in our game. And they're like, uh, no, only on our console. That's what I'm betting yeah. happened. I, I'm betting it's a legal thing where they probably yeah. have to do something akin to this to keep the rights. Like, it could yeah. be the logic behind this isn't even particularly scummy. They, yeah, they could be like, if this goes on somebody else's console now, we don't own the rights yeah. in full or something dumb like that. Um, what if they had done? Because there's already like, been like there's been a ton of legal rights issues over Spider-Man recently. Like after Far From Home, there was a a period of time where we were uncertain if another Spider-Man movie would be able to be made because the rights were lost <laughs> for for a time. So yeah, that that is like a thing that happens. Uh, we don't know if that's the case. I think my answer would have been just don't make Spider-Man a part of this game because like Spider-Man, he's not an Avenger usually, aside from the new movies. And, like, we have a good Spider-Man game on PS4, so anyone playing 
Avengers will compare Spider-Man in that game to Spider-Man in his own game and be like, this Which is just is worse. undoubtedly going to be better. Undoubtedly worse. Um, because it's a whole game about Spider-Man. And, we'll, and again, we'll get to that. Different we'll, get to, we'll get to why later. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to why right now because I think we're about done with that conversation, which means oh. we can talk about it. Oh, so all right. <laughs> for people that don't know, the Avengers game has been having betas. They had the pre-order beta for PS4 last week. Quote, unquote. They had a beta this weekend, uh, this past weekend, for uh, open on PS4 and pre-order on PC and uh, Microsoft Xbox consoles. Next week, there's the open beta for every platform. Hot takes. It's not even a hot take. The beta is not very good. No. it. So Ryan and I uh, streamed it a couple days ago, and yep. we played for, like, what, two hours? We played for Hour almost three. All, almost three hours. We gave it a and good we, shake. We... It's it's funny to watch that back because we started off like, well, this isn't that bad, and then as time went on, we just we couldn't stand it anymore. It's I, also like the performance us, becomes so bad. Both of us had headaches at the end of it. Legitimately, I had a headache and I had to go take. Yeah, some I, I've never gotten a headache that way from a video game before. And it's this horrible it's the motion blur. The frame rate yeah. is so inconsistent. The it was dropping shake. from like forty-five to zero constantly. The screen shake was unreal. Like it's a combination of frame rate and and motion blur and screen shake, and it was a mess to look at. Yeah, like, and I think if you disgusting. if you listen to what we were talking about, they, there are the bones of a good game in there somewhere, mm-hmm. but there is no way that it is a good game when it releases. I think we played it for almost three hours, and we could not get a game where we were yeah we couldn't play the play multiplayer, which is the biggest draw of the game at all. Uh, it started off as them locking it off because they wanted yeah. you to do some story stuff first, but then when we had the ability, it it just was not working at all. Jeez. Yeah, and we tried a lot. We, like yeah. if you you can watch it, the the latter like thirty minutes are us trying to figure out how to do multiplayer, and we get it working, and then it just crashes, and it, it's <sighs> wild. Uh, it didn't work. There were so many bugs. I fell through the geometry. Like, and all of this is on the stream. You can watch uh, that yeah. bottle also be up. So. You can see our entire exp- like first time seeing any of this. It's not great. Yeah, and and the biggest concern as well is if you take it as just like, you know, a simple kind of co-op beat 'em up game that you can play with some buddies, it wouldn't be that bad. But we're we're very concerned about the way that loot plays into this because it feels very tacked on. It feels like it doesn't have a place in this game whatsoever. Yeah, because your loot doesn't make any visual difference from what we could tell aside from maybe changing the particles really? uh, which was shown in the war tables because the costumes are monetized and also every character has a battle pass we don't know if these battle passes will be like paid or free in the beta they were all free um, but you could Here's buy to thing. skip tiers Here's why everyone is saying there will be a paid battle pass though because if you look at the way the battle pass is set up it says free there's it says free. It says like all this stuff is free, but there's this large section of empty space at the bottom yep. where there's nothing there, and it would be a perfect place for a paid battle pass. And they wouldn't be telling you that all this stuff is free if there wasn't a paid option. Yeah, right. that's what I'm thinking. And the the we had this big moment of concern. We're like, what if they have individual character battle passes? What if they do that? What if we go to the next level of DLC scumminess? And have they... per-character battle passes. Here's the thing. I said it. Let's That's just okay. get it's out okay. of the way. It's okay. I said it. I want to say this, though. I don't think in, uh, a battle pass 
for each individual character is an inherently bad idea and let me yeah. explain why if they're selling them individually that's bad if they're not exactly. selling those like one that's bad but but in my opinion in my opinion an individual battle pass per character would have been a great thing in something like battlefield 5 where e having each class have their own specialized battle pass would have been much better than Dude, i'm sure people in like rainbow six would love that is if their operators got like individual battle passes where you could unlock cool stuff by playing them um, yeah, because if you have that. one unified battle pass for all your characters, what happens what's, then is that everyone. That what? Sorry, no. I'm, I'm what, what, what happens is that everyone is then going to be playing the same characters. Like, oh, here's some battle pass stuff related to Hulk. Everyone's now going to be clambering to, to play Hulk. Here's a battle pass thing specifically for Ms. Marvel. Everyone's going to be playing Ms. Marvel. It would be a mess. So, an individual battle pass makes sense. But if they're charging us for individual battle passes, that's that's bad. That Valorant, Valorant is the game I was thinking about. Valorant has that kind of sort of ish thing. Um, it's terrible. Yeah, but Valorant is particularly just, grindy, but it's also it's free just, to play. Well, it's overwhelmingly grindy, but it is per character, and it's free to play. Like Ryan said, this is yeah, a this is a sixty dollar game. Uh, yeah, um, and and I think that the biggest takeaway I had, at least, is that this game is just broken. Like mm -hmm. it, it does not work. The bugs I encountered were not game breaking, but there were a lot of them. They were very consistent. Mm -hmm. You could replicate and, them, and there were there were they were varied. Like there was a lot of different stuff going wrong. And here's I, the thing: as oh, I number two, go ahead. Watched a playthrough of uh, Jack Craig's. I'm sure you guys know who that is. Yeah, on some level. And yeah. even without the bugs, because he wasn't getting that many, it just kind of looks super lame. Like it just it's not really great. They also start you with Hulk, who is the worst character by far. Okay, see, I only watched him play Hulk, and it's just like the Hulk taking two to three hits to kill somebody who is absolutely just a normal dude with a gun is ridiculous. Absolutely, that just totally makes him feel like trash. And like, something that uh, something that Ryan and I both notice is that let, let's put you know bugs and performance aside for a second. Say that wasn't an issue. One issue that we noticed after uh, playing it for a little while was that the combat is really slow and there's no impact behind your hits whatsoever. It's sluggish and slow, and it wasn't. It didn't feel like it was designed to be that way. It just wasn't fun. And the other problem I had too, and I think Ryan had the same issue. You're fighting like tons of people at the same time and i couldn't tell what was going on i couldn't tell where i was getting hits from i couldn't predict enemy movement and part of that was because of just the visual just mess that was going on but it just yeah. there was no flow to it there was no point where i felt like i was aware of what was going on there's definitely a lot of like just unnecessary particle effects from what i saw yeah yeah there definitely were um okay so th that's the general beta opinions i think there were a few characters like iron man for the little bit I did get to play him was fun. So was Captain America. And so was he Captain was America. Blast. Captain America for the five minutes we got to, ex less than that, like two minutes we got to play him was by far the, the funnest character to play. I, um, I kind of wish the whole game was just a Captain America game. Yes. His, his mechanics were so much fun. That's been my like concern about this game ever since it was released. I'm like, you want to make a video game about what, what seven, eight different superheroes? Like, good luck. Good yeah. luck making every single one of those feel unique and fun and and fulfilling like they had like they deserve to be in this game. Like you're just not gonna do it. Yeah, and the thing is like Hulk doesn't as a character fit in the same framework as Captain yeah. America, right? Like 
They're characters that fight different threat levels, generally. They they would require different controls and different mechanics yeah. and different games, really, for you to feel like yeah, you're playing as that character. Like Hulk could yeah. kick, and kick ass in his own game. Cap Which he did. Would kick ass in Ultimate his Destruction game. was a great game. Yeah. <laughs> but for a Hulk game, you need to be leveling, you know, city blocks. Yeah, city blocks need to be going down. Uh, which is why if you want a good Hulk game, go play Hulk Ultimate Destruction. It's a lot of fun. And, um, and as a, especially as a looter shooter style game, they're going to be expecting us to replay some of these missions over and over and over again. Yeah, and I didn't no. want to play through them a f like once. They were just, <laughs> they were very not replayable at all. I would not want to run through them multiple times. Yeah. These missions were very scripted. They were very cutscene heavy. Uh, the frame rates the entire time were again awful. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a scene where this emotional scene was happening, and Kamala Khan, who is like the main character of the story, Miss Marvel, on my screen just didn't have hair. It was just gone. <laughs> and I was so confused for like a split second. You can look at my face. I was just like, what is happening? Um, I thought it was I'm a different character. And I was just like, what's going on? I'm also really worried about how they're, they want to tell their story because within the first like 20 minutes of the game, we had in-game cutscenes. We had this weird like 2D non-animated cutscene thing. And then we also had a giant block of text to like explain a yeah. massive amount of, of and the plot weird thing to me is like there. you're making a comic book game you already have a delivery method that's cheap for storytelling yeah. that is stylistic and cool it's called using comic moving comic book panels every uh, game, game that does that looks great but it doesn't yeah. do that it, it was it was very cheap looking too like like yeah. the weird still cutscene that they had like i would understand it if it was this was like a budget a more budget title from a smaller studio but this is crystal dynamics being produced by square enix this is a big triple a yeah. release and they have these like Absolutely. really cheap shitty looking like uh cutscenes, and it was it was shocking honestly yeah i think the some people will enjoy this because they like their marvel heroes enough to want to play them regardless of the quality uh, and there is absolutely a chance this game is good like a year down the line. I think just right now, this is absolutely not something you should be pre-ordering. Um, or if you do, you should go in knowing absolutely everything about it, right? Like, <laughs> that this will probably have bugs. Not probably, it will. There is no way they fix the bugs we were talking about within the that's, couple weeks they have left. And that's another thing I want to say, too. This is not... I, I, I am so sick and tired of... of releases like this being called betas they are not betas this is a demo there's yeah. no way that they can take this beta quote unquote and fix the myriad of issues that it has in what two weeks three weeks there's no way it's 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 honestly insulting to call this a beta and then try and convince us that, that these problems will be fixed at launch there's no way it's i i hate it so much why it's okay because it's it's just to build from from february it's okay because it's a free-to-play game oh wait Whoops. i think that's the running theme here is that this game feels like it should have been free-to-play <laughs> if if the, this is the monetization model they're going with how much is this game is it 60 yep so yeah it's a, it's a full price, price game 60 bucks and there is already an in-game store that you can buy with real money uh, you can't use real money in the beta but there is currency that is real money only or from the battle passes for like cosmetics so it's already like pushing the edge of what i would consider okay so it yeah. has that that really annoying uh destiny or assassin's creed odyssey style menu where it has like a cursor 
that you yeah. use, but you're using your control stick, and I, I can't stand it. I hate it, it so much. It's At least Destiny's good. is generally snappy. Like, this was just yeah. slow. It was not good. And to Destiny's credit, the way that they lay out, like, if you're looking at the inventory screen, the way they lay everything out makes good, it makes enough sense, and it's laid out to a point where it's not quite as obnoxious, but it was bad here. It was not, it was not good. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I think moving on from the Avengers beta, again, pretty much negative. You can look at very, very differing takes from different people on YouTube right now, and I absolutely would recommend that. But a lot of the takeaways are that it's buggy, it, the frame rate specifically is a huge issue, and it just isn't working to the degree it should for a game that's about to release. And I highly doubt we'll get like a delay or anything, considering it's so close to release. But I hope they do. <laughs> It needs it, sounds like. Yeah, um, they, they do, they're in a state that needs something like that. Like, this game's gonna need some reworks. Okay, so moving on, we got, we got a couple other major news stories. Again, Halo got delayed, we're gonna talk at length about that in a little bit, but we're gonna let that sit. <laughs> let us build our excitement for that conversation. And we're gonna hit a few of the smaller news stories first, just to get them out of the way. So... Fans of indie games, Factorio 1.0 is here. Oh, baby. I didn't even know that it was still coming. I thought that game yeah. <laughs> had been released a long time ago. Exactly. I think a lot of people thought Factorio had been released a long time ago, which is saying something about its quality because it Did felt finished like three years ago. Yeah, they have, they've added a lot. It's like a different game now. I know. Um, but like I played probably three months ago. Have they added anything since, like, with the 1.0 I don't know. Patch, so the last time I played was probably a good three years. Uh, I did okay. love it, though, and, like, it's a huge reason why I love Satisfactory as well. They're just my kind of games. Uh, for those who don't know, Factorio is, like, a, a you build a factory. You invade an alien planet, and you proceed to capitalize on all of its natural resources. Sounds fun. good to me. Yeah, it's no, a lot it's, of fun. It's really fun, actually. It's a very good game. Me and me, my friend Kyle, and my friend Zach have spent just ungodly amounts of hours built playing that game because it's just it's one of those great games where it gives you enough to do where you're distracted and like focused but you can just sit there and play and talk with your buds and just have a good night like you can just sit have yeah. a beverage have a good time it's really fun you know it's a good podcast game you're listening now to the podcast and you're playing fun. factorio props to you how you should do it <laughs> <laughs> and there are these little oh my god never mind i'm not going to get into it yeah there's, there's a, there's a, lot, <laughs> really a lot of stuff going on with factorio it's a lot of fun it's fun it's released now so if you were waiting for it to yeah. be out of early access you can looks, go for it it looks like they added like a new robot and like some yeah they added a new vehicle that you can yeah. robotize with yeah. control chips uh, and really they have said they're going like... to continue supporting the game in some fashions doing any bug fixes that are necessary and they might do dlc in the future but there were no, like, they, they didn't confirm anything yet, but they confirmed they would continue working on it in some capacity. Okay, so another indie darling exiting early access, Risk of Rain 2. God bless. Is 1.0 oh, yeah. now. I did actually just play that the other day, and let me tell you, the, the new end of the game is a dummy hard. It's so yeah. hard, I can't beat it. It's a lot of fun, so though. Fun. It's I've had a lot fun. of fun. Risk Rain 2 is, I mean, again, that's another one of those indie games that I feel like was finished has been finished for yeah. a long time. They've just been adding more like content. we. I think Ben and I both jumped on the Risk of Rain 2 train when it launched in early access, and it felt pretty complete then. <laughs> well, yeah. 
don't know. When it when it first first relatively, launched, it definitely, you could tell it had some some. But for a fifteen dollar indie game, yeah, then fifteen dollar indie game, it was it, it felt good, and especially because when it launched, only. they had the two for one deal, so you would buy one and you'd get one to give to your yeah. friends. It was feature complete when it launched. It I bought the I bought the four pack. I think. Yeah. Uh, you went about the four pack I, of Risk of Rain one. I don't think two has a four pack. Or no, it was the like the yeah for my, the get my a friend. My only problem one. with that game ever since I started playing it is the the multiplayer just doesn't scale well. Yeah, <laughs> it's it too definitely hard. Doesn't. It's way too hard in multiplayer. Like I can yeah. do pretty well on the hardest difficulty solo, but then when I play multiplayer, we struggle on like the medium difficulty. But what? it's still it's still really fun. Risk of Rain 2 is great. I would say expect to see a few streams of it soon if you're following the channel because it's a lot of fun and it's a great stream game to just relax and hang out with. And I want to beat the game and get the new character. So. Exactly. <laughs> Need to <laughs> get the really captain. Alright, yeah, so... Sick. He's got a revolver. I'm ready. I'm excited. We'll hold off on the rest of the Risk of Rain conversation until after we ever... If we play it and do like a nice thing on yeah. it, we'll talk more about it. But we got some, some other stuff. So... <laughs> There's been a lot of articles in the last week about Sam Fisher, who you may know as the Splinter Cell protagonist. Splinter Cell right. was, I say was, but technically still is Ubisoft's like stealth franchise. Except now people are, are getting mad. There's, there's more and more articles piling up of pe people mad because Sam Fisher has been revealed to be in Rainbow Six Siege. So people are angry that Sam Fisher is now appearing in every single game but his own. <laughs> we haven't had a new Splinter Cell in a very long time. So that's just some pent-up frustration coming out of people. Maybe they thought they could build some hype for a new Splinter Cell by putting him in Rainbow. Yeah, but people thought that when they put him in all their other stuff, right? Oh. <laughs> that's the thing. Well, They've been thinking that well, for years. The, see, here's the... Th what they could... Uh, I stopped myself. What they could be doing... Is it's like, oh, we're gonna put him in, you know, breakpoint, but then breakpoint, you know, was breakpoint, and then they're like, oh, okay, we didn't get hype correctly. Let's put it in a game people actually like and see what happens. <laughs> I mean, but he was in stuff before breakpoint too. Like he's had a lot of weird side things happening. Um, again, none of us. I don't. I don't think any of us here are that invested in Splinter Cell. No. no. So I played. I played some of Blacklist, which apparently people told me wasn't a good one, but I, I like Blacklist. Fun. You know, I mean, I would be down to get into it now. I feel like Splinter Cell was big when I was like ten, so yeah. I don't know. All right, you can so, definitely yeah. That's me. Okay, is is that good on Splinter Cell? Anyone have Splinter Cell words yeah. they want to say? You no? can definitely tell that uh, it's it's very much it's a stealth game that feels like Ubisoft style of like open world stealth gameplay. Yeah, you can definitely tell that they've definitely taken a lot of the design cues from the Splinter Cell games and moved it into their open world stuff. And I would like to see more at some points. Like I think Ghost Recon is a series that's really taken a lot of stuff from it. But seeing like some more advanced stealth mechanics and something like Assassin's Creed would be a lot of fun. Um, mm -hmm. But that's a separate conversation again. So we have Fall Guys recently launched. It sold 2 million copies on Steam in a week, despite being free for PS Plus for the, the month. I just got that for free on PS Plus. It reminded me. It was like, yep. hey, you should get this. And I was like, oh my god, okay. You test, let me know whenever, and I'll play it with you. It's so much fun. <laughs> um, can you? Can I do it on like PlayStation, and you play it on PC? I have it on PlayStation, too. I bought it on PC, and I will get it on PlayStation. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm the only person, the only stick in the mud that isn't 
a huge fan of it, to be honest with you. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, I've never been a huge I've fan. Never... It's just super fun. Why didn't I play the PS4 version? And we did have some issues of like the motion blur was pretty aggressive. The bloom was very aggressive. Um, and like I had, I wasn't... got the game on both PC and PS4 because it's free on PS4, and I had it pre-ordered on PC like months ago. It wasn't uh, super stable either. We were having yeah. some connection issues. But that was but launch problem, day for free. So even uh, and that's the thing is that I wasn't complaining about that too much because it was you know I got it for free. My thing is that it takes control away from you too often for me, and that's that's a very like personal. Yeah. Thing. Not, no, not everyone's going to be annoyed by that, and I get that. But for me, it's there. There were too many times where it's like I would try and make a jump or I would do a certain maneuver or something in my guy would just completely ragdoll and it just was frustrating like there's a point where ragdolls can be funny and fun but i was just frustrated it felt like it literally just felt like someone would come in and just take the controller out of my hands for a little while and then give it back it was just super annoying for me yeah and, and for example that didn't bother me <laughs> so there right. are, there are two sides to that coin uh but it is yeah. definitely a valid complaint because if you are the kind of person that will get mad that the game eliminates you because your team did bad or eliminates you because you accidentally yeah. fell off of something. That's the yeah. point of Fall Guys. <laughs> I'd also argue that not all of the. I'd also argue that not all the tracks are are very well designed. There are some that most I, people I, would agree with that. I think there's a few specifics that aren't great. The the hidden door one. I cannot. I don't like that one. I cannot stand yeah. that one. <laughs> but hey, that's that's a personal thing. Yeah, Fall Guys is doing great. I, yeah, I don't think Fall Guys was ever supposed to be like. The hyper competitive battle royale. It's kind of no, fun, but I, I don't fun, even like think Mario Kart arcade game. I, I don't even think what I'm Not saying though is is like a super competitive thing. I think that's no, just like you, a you fundamental. Yeah, I think yeah. But I yeah, you know, it's a gameplay definitely... design thing. But some people will like that, and some people yeah. won't. So I think it's it's saying it is as is a just a complaint, isn't necessarily valid. But saying it is a personal complaint, and that it's there will definitely be people who don't like that, is good to acknowledge. I, I knew it was going to sell well because it has uh, an art style that I think a lot of people enjoy, especially has like a character design that people enjoy. And yeah. a lot of people like this this style of just completely just kind of it's kind of competitive, but it's mostly just about messing around and like seeing how many crazy, weird, wacky stuff you can get to happen in one match. I think it was it was always going to be a game that would sell well. But. Yeah, and the matches are always a good length. They're like 10 to 15 minutes at the most. Yeah. Which is a good change of pace from like 45 minute battle royales. Yeah. All right. So that's our Fall Guys talk. It's it's fun. If you have PS Plus, <laughs> try it because it's free for the rest of the month, uh, which is we still got half the month to go. So you got a while. Okay. So we're getting into our larger news stories. We got some delays. Actually, okay. So let's get there is one negative story to get out of the way, which is Control's Ultimate Edition. Oh yeah. Control's getting an ultimate edition. The only there is no difference between the ultimate edition and like all the DLC with the base game, but the only way you get the free next gen upgrade is if you buy the ultimate edition. That's stupid. Nah. The problem with this is the DLC released before they announced the ultimate edition. So people nah. now are stuck with the yeah. they paid for the DLC and now they're like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Oh, whoops." Yeah. Oop. I, and I think it's important too, because I know Remedy is getting a lot of flack for this right now. I I find it very hard to believe that this was a choice that Remedy made. If this, this even if it's a choice like Remedy made, it was made by like an exec at the top. It was not made by the rest of the company. Yeah, this so, was definitely and, and, a financial decision, not a yeah. generic decision. Yeah. So if you're if you're someone, yeah, 
Yeah. If you're someone that feels like you need to tweet it at whoever to vent your rage, just make sure you're tweeting it at the right person. I'd yeah. say don't do it at all. But if you have to, make sure you're tweeting at the right person. Don't tweet <laughs> you know? at like Remedies programmers, artists, and designers and be like, why are you doing this? Because they're probably just as upset about you as you about it and don't have yeah. and can't legally speak about it. So it's not going to accomplish yeah, anything. It, it, it. If it was Remedy, I'll sure as hell tell you it wasn't the programmer. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so that's that. We don't need to talk at length about that. Uh, Total War Troy was free for one day on the Epic Game Store. 7.5 million people claimed it in that time span. God. Yep. And it's... You can't argue with free okay. stuff. You cannot argue with free <laughs> stuff. Haven't played it yet. Claimed it. I like Total it's, War. It's just okay. I mean, it's in a it's a it's a saga game, so it's like a much smaller scale, which are fun. which is weird because it's fifty dollars normally. <laughs> is it? Well, so yeah, it's was, fifty dollars. Um, so was Thrones of Britannia, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Is there an online component, or is it purely a yeah? There's there's, player? there's multiplayer in Total War, but it's just battles, and you can do co-op campaigns too. Actually, Total War is really fun. Right. If believe, there's a co-op campaign, we should stream that. I still believe. Uh, I don't know about that. You should try it off stream first because the co-op campaigns yeah, get they're long. They're long and there's you literally like 50% of your gameplay on the campaign screen is just sitting there because the other player is taking their turn. Uh, okay. It's yeah. kind of boring in my opinion. I prefer to literally sit in Discord with my friends and play our own single player campaigns and be like, "Oh man, I just did this." Like that's more fun for me. Yeah, like Ben and I've done that before and it is a lot of fun. So, yeah. great game to pick up for single player. Probably not so great and... for co-op. <laughs> multiplayer battles are super fun like don't get me wrong that's super fun but it's the co-op campaign that's kind of lacking and it always has been in total war so yeah it's not the focus of the game uh, yeah. but it is it's fun that they have them yeah we get it uh all right so our, our last like l i say little news story it's still pretty big news story is a uh, cyberpunk had another night city wire mm -hmm. uh which showed off some cool stuff we got to see a lot more about the weapons they look fun we saw the three life path choices, so you can be either a nomad, a uh, corpo, or a street dude. I forget what the street dude's slogan is, but there is like a, a fancy name for them. Is what it they like showed looked rat really or cool. Something? Yeah, I think it was like street rat. Uh, it it looked fun. I oh, mean, I want it. I want it real so bad. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because literally during the last conversation um, we were having, I found that trailer on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and I and then I looked up the song because it's really good and I yeah. like it a lot. <laughs> the the cyberpunk trailers lately have been really good. So I would definitely watch that if you want to. It's it's not a super long thing. The Night City Wire was like thirty minutes total. So it's not long. They talked about music, they talked about the like how to set up the start of the narrative, and you do actually get to start in like different parts of the map depending on your uh background choice, which is really cool. So if you choose Nomad, you start out in the Badlands. If you choose Street Rat, you start in the streets. And if you choose Corpo, you start in a corporate office. So All I'm saying is I want this Thermal Katana so badly. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even funny. It looks great. Uh, the, the weapons look really we interesting. Yeah, a lot of the weapon designs were really, really cool. They look that meaty, too. Yeah. And like yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the animations when they shoot and the sound just looks like it. Like I, I can tell it feels good. There's impact. I'm not even playing the game. But there's a lot the of one... impact. Great. The one thing I saw that like worried me just from like the the weapons being shown is that like they 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 do look and sound like really chunky and awesome and it might have just been like 
because you know like when, when you play for a trailer for e3 you play a, a different way than normal people would play the video game just like out in the world it looked really like slow like like shooting things and killing yeah. them was very slow but then yeah, like slashing stuff have... swords was way faster i don't know if they were just like showing it off or if no. all the guns are literally that slow it looks like what they're doing is they're pushing the stick really slowly, getting that cinematic. Yeah, they're doing forward. cinematic lineups. <laughs> right. It's the trailer thing. And it's also the game is first and foremost an RPG. I think it's yeah, important yeah. to keep in mind CD Projekt is pushing first person perspective. They are not saying first person shooter, and that's for a reason. It's because do not go into yeah. Cyberpunk expecting it to feel like Doom. It won't. Yeah. You will just be disappointed. Funny, as long as it has passable first-person Expect combat, something more akin to Fallout 4 for combat. That's right? all it needs. Like, as long as it's passable, that's all they really it need. It looks better than Fallout 4. It looks, it looks better, but, like, it, that's the theme. It'll be still yeah. be stat-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your stats will probably will matter say, more than your, your, like, skill with a gun. It looks like there's a couple of guns in the trailer that, like, curve the bullets for you. Yeah, there are tech if, guns If you can, like, couple that with some of the movement abilities that seem like they're coming into the game, like... That's that's what what I was really excited about was that, like that it, it seems like yeah it it, it kind of starts off as like it seems like it kind of starts off as a standard like you know first person yeah. game oh, and then you unlock advanced game. movement you you like unlock advanced movement mechanics yeah. as you go which is so cool and again we don't know how crazy the advanced movement will be considering well, we already know that wall running was cut uh, because it yeah. didn't fit with the design it wasn't something they could really design for in every area I mean like even a double jump and a dash. Yeah, like that's what I, I'm hoping for is like basically Shadow Warrior style movement where you have like the, uh, the Doom quick Eternal. dash or something. I wouldn't say Doom Eternal because Doom Eternal gets really, really creative sometimes. Oh, yeah, and but I, I mean, it has a, a similar. It's got that platforming component. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it has a similar moveset in some ways. I mean, the, the, I think the closest comparison is again Deus Ex. Like, yeah. Deus Ex yeah. is yeah. definitely in a similar space to this game. Uh, it's, a, it's a little less of an RPG, but still that kind of I theme. Mean, Fallout 4 is not a bad comparison. It really is. Yeah. Uh, Fallout 4 Fallout is, series. is a lot of fun if you're just going in from like the older games and want to see better gunplay. That's what it has. I liked I liked Fallout 4. Yeah. 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 Fallout's really good. I mean, yeah. it's old now, as with every Bethesda game that's come out because they haven't made a goddamn new one. But. Well. <laughs> All right. So yeah. now that we've talked oh. about the fun stuff, we got some sad <laughs> stuff to talk about. First off, we're going to hit some delays. Some games have been delayed. Uh, what was that, Tess? I said, oh, that's fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the first of our two delays, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, has been delayed to 2021. Okay. That wasn't close enough for me to feel that pain. In. <laughs> yeah, like, I think yeah. I, I think a lot of people expected this to happen. Um, that's okay. Because I, I would rather Bloodlines 2 be good than it be soon. So... Hopefully, well, like, when it comes I, out, it's good. The thing is with that game is it's not like I've been like, man, I cannot wait for Vampire: yeah. The Masquerade Bloodlines. No, it's like that game looks really cool, and I'll love it when it comes out. It's not like. And even I've if you played the first play game and loved Masquerade. it, you would have had already been yeah. waiting like fifteen years. Exactly. <laughs> so that you was, you was... probably did not expect another game. We'll get it at some point. Yeah. So Hopefully the fact that good. we're getting it to begin with is is good enough. <laughs> like. And I, the narrative stuff they've shown has me interested. The gameplay looked not necessarily subpar, just unpolished last time they showed it. Well, I mean, it was also... Yeah. How long ago? It was a while. It's been a few months. Yeah. Um, we did see, like, a new trailer fairly recently at, at one of the summer events, which was pretty good. But it, it had some lighting issues. The textures weren't amazing all over the place. So 
there's clearly some like visual polish things and some I would presume gameplay things since we haven't really seen a lot of gameplay going on that probably triggered this. Uh, and speaking of visual polish and gameplay and calling for delays, <laughs> Halo Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> and the curse of this podcast not being able to get away from Halo for more than a week, we need to talk about Halo Infinite getting delayed because I think this is our this is the first of our two giant news stories of the day. Cracking my knuckles, getting ready, gotta get all limber <laughs> up for the, the the weekly Halo discussion. <laughs> and I, I think it's Halo important to set a baseline here. We do want to set a baseline of we've already talked a lot about the gameplay of Halo Infinite. Yeah. And what we thought, so we are not going to reiterate everything we already said. Go watch the last episode, or the episode before that, yeah, <laughs> if you want our takes on that. that We've talked about it. it twice at this point. Yeah, I'll our thoughts are there. Thoughts out of the way immediately. I, I, I don't. I still don't care. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> I still don't play Halo games. <laughs> good take. I've never good take. Played a Halo. <laughs> exactly. I've watched people play it. Like when I was really young, I had friends that played like on their Xbox, and I watched them. But that's about it. I mean, I'll I'll say the same thing that I say about every game delay. Really, these days is like a late game is better than a, a bad game. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the, I think the interesting angle to look at this from is instead of looking at it as if it's a game getting delayed, look at it as the Series X not having a launch title. Yeah, I think that that's the more interesting time. take for this, because I think I think all of us will agree that a game should be delayed rather than be bad. Yeah. Uh, this is this is not a very diverse podcast in that perspective. Of most of us have worked on games or are adjacent to people who do, or or have just played want to them. Play good video games. Yeah, or would prefer <laughs> to just play a good game. So I think the general and even the public opinion seems to agree with that. Of the delay is fine. The concern is now will the Series X have enough going for it to do well when it launches? Right. Um, uh, because there are definitely... So, Halo is a console seller, right? If if there's a new console with a Halo game, if I wasn't like a huge Spider-Man, Sony fanboy, I would definitely pick it up and didn't have a PC that could play it. Uh, but thinking back to like the Xbox 360, that was an instant pickup because of all the cool stuff it had. Uh, yeah. yeah. Whereas now the Series X yeah. is, is not looking to be like that. That's tough. I think Xbox has already kind of um, submitted to being to losing this, like you know, quote unquote, losing this console generation. As I, I disagree. I I don't Sorry. think they expect to beat Sony in console sales. I don't understand how they could, because it's pretty clear they're moving away from hardware and into yeah. Game Pass and software. Yeah. We should say Microsoft is poised very readily for the software market, right? Because Game Pass is incredible. There is nothing that can compete with it right now. And they're doing great there. Yeah, And I'm super happy about it because I have a PC. (laughs) And the other thing too, I feel feel like I've said this before, but I think Microsoft is is in a very uh, promising position for this coming uh, generation, which is why I don't want to say that they've like failed already or like they're going to. I don't. I don't want to say that. They just have a different objective. To but but at I the don't... same time, uh, but at the same time, I think that they're in a really good spot. They have a lot of talented people working for their platform now, and they didn't at the beginning of you know the Xbox One era. Yeah. And they definitely <clears throat> like. I feel like what really killed the Xbox One 
like apart from exclusives was just the way that it was announced to people like that terrible terrible reveal uh back in 2013 where they didn't really show off any games they showed off more of like the tv parts of it i feel like they've learned a lot from that and i think a lot of that has to do with phil spencer and i think he's really been trying to <laughs> turn turn xbox as like a as, as a thing and the whole like around. xbox studios initiatives are really cool um, I think yeah. a, a good way to put some of this is that Xbox is poised very readily to have some really awesome stuff in two years. Yeah, I think, yeah, they're not ready to show off. I, I think they have a really bright future ahead of them. I just don't think they're ready to show that off yet. Yeah, I, I think is the best way. Because like that. even I kind of wish we hadn't seen Avowed because Avowed looked great. But we again, Obsidian is working on two other titles. We have no clue when Avowed is coming. Um and I kind of wish we would just have waited to see it when it actually is coming out because as of right now, it's just not that convincing. It's like, I'm, I'm excited for it, but I don't know what I have to see there. And I think that's what people talk about when they're like the Sony presentation was a better sell for their console than the Xbox presentation because the Xbox presentation did not have much gameplay. Uh, we didn't see a lot of launch titles. We saw a lot of like end of Xbox one, era titles and then start or like midway through the series x we'll get like stalker 2 we'll get avowed we'll get all this cool stuff then but not right now whereas with sony I, yeah, I, we saw stuff like miles morales they're like this will be there at or immediately after the launch i think i think the difference between the two is that sony it feels like is in a much better place to release their new console yeah. now whereas xbox isn't and i think if like they're obviously not going to do this. They have to release the Xbox around the same time, if not before, if if they can manage that, right? But I think, you know, give if they had waited and Series X comes out in you know another year or two, where they have a lot more stuff to show off, they would really impress people with the amount of stuff that they have ready yeah. for that launch. Yeah. But they can't. They have to launch it around the same time as the PlayStation or they're going to lose sales. That's the reality of the I situation. Mean, they're going to lose a ridiculous amount of sales. Yeah, if 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 they weren't tied down to having to release the Series X by the end of this year, I honestly, I do feel like, because there's a lot of smart people working there, and I feel like they would be smart enough to understand that now is not a good time to release the That's Series X. That's also why we haven't gotten price reveals yet, is because everyone's waiting. And again, yeah. we also need to realize we're about to go into this giant global recession. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... Console sales are a super hard thing to predict right now because a lot of people don't know what financial state they'll be in in a few months because depending on how long this pandemic goes, like all of us are in America where it's still really bad. Some places are doing better. Some places are doing worse. Wherever you are will make a huge difference as to how much access you'll have. And like if you worked at an in-person job that can't function during pandemic times, you're out of a job and probably won't want to pick up a console at launch because it's a risk financially. Whereas if you're in the entertainment industry or somewhere that is, is less impacted or at least the games industry and the software ind industry, I don't want to say the entertainment industry at large because like movies are having a huge problem right now. Uh, yeah. But if you're in the software industry, you'll probably be fine. Like your job is likely not at risk, but everywhere else it definitely is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think no, it's, I, I mean, I've already said it, but I think Xbox is in a good spot just not to release things right now. I think yeah. they need playing, more time. They're playing the long yeah. game. Yeah. And also, like, and Xbox I, doesn't need to win a console war anymore. Like, the console war, is, I don't yeah. think, is that concerning of a thing. Yeah. Because I'm going to pick up whatever Xbox does, even if it's just through Game Pass. 
because I have a PC and, <laughs> right. and I want to play these games. Uh, whereas like on any Xbox One exclusives, like Halo 5, I just can't play. I don't have an Xbox One. I have no way to play the game, and I would, but I just don't have a way, and I'm not going to buy a console just for that game. And even then, like, I just don't have the space for it, too. Like, I can have, I have space for, like, my Switch and my PS4, but anything else is really pushing it. Yeah, and I, th- I think it, it, it's, very, it's, it's very telling that Microsoft knows that they lost, and they're, they're trying a, a very different strategy. Uh, yeah, they're making so smart becoming, decisions. Yeah, I think it's becoming more and more difficult to really have a console war because it, it's, it's getting to the point where, like, oh, for the longest time, PlayStation and Xbox, you could compare the two, whereas Nintendo was always doing their own thing. Now I feel like because Xbox lost this hard in terms of just pure sales numbers... I think that they're really trying to do something different than PlayStation, and so it's becoming a lot harder to really compare the two head-to-head because they have such different focuses. At this yeah. Point. yeah. Right. Right. So there will always be a console war, no matter how infantile and stupid it may be. There will always be a console war, but I think... It, I am curious, <laughs> how, how far into 2021 do we think Halo Infinite is delayed? Um, Man, I hope they have a lot. I, I hope they have the summer. The year. Summer? Summer is a good time to release a Halo game. Yeah. <laughs> For all the, the students who don't have jobs. And if it is the summer, it's a good time to launch it. It gives them almost a whole year. You know, like It gives them at least eight, like eight months. A year. I, yeah. uh, I have a question to kind of go along with that. Will, will any amount of time be enough to, to quote-unquote save Halo Infinite? Because if they, they've, they've had... It's it's been like like there's no real specifics about the development, but like there's been there's been talk about how many times yeah. it's already been delayed. They had to pretty much remake the game from the ground up after the reception of Halo Five, um, and then they it's they've had so many chances, and like now they've shown it, and and they're getting another delay. And like normally, like for for something like Cyberpunk, it's like oh that's great, I can I can trust in this company that they will use this time that they've allotted to make. Mm-hmm better product that i will buy but for 343 it's like okay well you i've 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 given you you've you've given me 20 more minutes to do the the math test that yeah. I, I studied the wrong chapter for that's really not going to help me i think much. you actually kind of answered your own question midway through that of we we don't really know yet because we yeah. haven't we don't have enough of 343's track record in this situation to know actually what's happening uh, because like reach i think a lot of people really enjoyed reach as a Halo game, yeah. um, it's it's one of my favorites, and for me, for I think a lot of people were a little bit disappointed in some elements of it, but I still had tons of fun with Halo Four. Uh, Five, yeah. I just haven't played, so I don't yeah. think it's that Three Four Three has a bad track record. It's just they don't have an outstanding one, like The Witcher for- Three earned <laughs> CD Project. <laughs> I'm sorry, bless you. <laughs> You're all good. The Witcher Three earned CD Project Red so much good faith yeah. that. I think they could delay Cyberpunk indefinitely <laughs> and not have an issue <laughs> because people will, will be like, I trust them. Yeah. And they've always I know... had that thing where they was like, well, well, the game will be out when it's done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're also and I... like their own publishers, right? CD Projekt yeah. is not beholden to a console launch or Microsoft Studios. Uh, yeah. And what, what were you going to say? What? Uh, and the, the thing... Uh... The way I see it as well is that, yes, there's a lot of people that don't trust 343 because of Halo 4 and especially Halo 5, and I understand that. But 
for me for me specifically, I do have a lot of faith in them because of yes, they launched Halo 5 in not a great state. Yes, they launched MCC in not a great state. But the amount of effort that they put into adding content and fixing problems for both of those launches for me yeah speaks they're really listening to us they're they're trying to uh change what they were trying to do and they're trying to uh focus it more on what players wanted because i know like post halo 5 they had a ton of changes to both like how the ui worked they added a ton of multiplayer stuff like classic weapons and things like that mcc they spent so much time trying to fix it and i think it's in a, a, a fairly good place now they've been porting all the games to pc which must have been an absolute nightmare and i really feel like they've been putting in the effort even if they haven't released a, a game that everyone's been happy with even with halo 4 they did a lot of updates to halo 4's multiplayer to change things that people weren't really happy with and so for me they've earned my trust through they they're def through the fact that they're definitely listening to us and they're willing to put in the effort to fix something that they've and actually if you think about it just the, the fact that this new Halo game seems to be going back to, you know, the quote unquote Halo roots is probably a good I good indicator that they they want yeah. to uh do right by the community. So I'm sure that's Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the delay is again an indication of what Ben is saying. That yeah. they're aiming to do right by the community in some degree. Whether or not they actually will or if that is just like as Brett uh, is has been saying is just like a something they're not gonna be able to deliver on yeah. remains to be seen. It could go either no. way. It, it's risky right now to make predictions because we don't even know how long the game is delayed. Uh, we don't have a, a new release date. So, yeah, it's it's difficult to say. I think we can all be like, we would love for a Halo game to come out and be great. And be just, just a good Halo game again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I would love to see yeah. basically Reach 2.0 <laughs> if that's what they're yeah. doing. Um, but yeah, hey, we, we don't know a lot about it yet. If I can say one last thing, is just to to Wyatt's uh thing that you said before. It did take them like I like four or five years to fix the Master Chief collection. Like they they just left it in a in a terrible state for multiple years and didn't even mm -hmm. say anything about it for a while. And then it's fixed now and it's great, but it took them like probably like six years total to get to the point where they but are now. So mm -hmm. as a Battlefield fan, I'm used to that. Yeah, <laughs> See, and that's and that's my point. That's that's my point right there, Ben. Is that no, I, I, I there are that. so that many there are the there are so many companies that will just like cut their losses and move on. And well, and there's there's definitely an argument to be made where well they shouldn't have made those mistakes in the first place. Like that, well, I, I understand game, that. Have, I understand at that. At least they but, yeah, at least they came but back. And they yeah. yeah, they deserve so much credit. I think for coming back to it at all, they didn't have to, but I they think... did. And if especially, if a company does it once, they deserve a lot of credit. If a company does it every single major release, then you got to start being like, "Come on, guys, get your shit together." Yeah. <laughs> you have a planning problem. You could yeah. also make the argument that that's part of modern game development. Well, no, I mean, I'm not this is now we're we're hitting larger game development thing, topics but, but what now. I'm saying is, but, but what I'm saying is, a game will come out and it'll change a lot over its life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. over its no, life for sure, for sure. And that's definitely part of modern game development. And yeah. I, and I'm really happy that 343 is one of those industries, or is, is one of those companies. Uh, uh, is one of those is one of those companies that is really willing to put in the effort. Because again, yeah. I feel like there's so many people who don't understand just how difficult it was to port MCC to PC. Like it's not as simple as you may think, especially with games that are specifically designed for a, a specific console in mind. It's a nightmare. 
And the fact that they they put in so much effort to do that and it turned out as well as it did is worthy of of you know of praise in my book personally. Yeah. It's 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 praiseworthy until it becomes uh, a crutch or a pattern or whatever. Yeah, and, like I would I would use Destiny as an example right now of something that's like very much pushing the this duration of fix it after it's launched. Yeah. Like it's just becoming a, a huge issue with Destiny Two right now. That's a larger conversation. Yeah, that, that is a yeah, larger conversation is. that I think we we'll have after about, we can talk about the Battlefield and Dice expansion and comes EA in and how much no of that Man's has Sky. to do with yeah. the publisher and how much of that has to do with the actual dev company and yeah. all that stuff. I mean, No Man's Sky was a, a good thing. It's like if if Hello Games does a No Man's Sky again, like No Man's Sky has earned them a lot of goodwill after the fact because of how good the game is now. Like mm-hmm. it's a legitimately great space sandbox now. But yeah. if their next game, little I think it's a little campfire story or something like that, yeah. launches in that state and they have to spend a year updating it again, they will now be the company with the reputation of that. It you won't be it goodwill twice. anymore. It will be because right right now it's they like, spend oh, years the big fixing bad, it. The big bad Sony pushed them, you know, well, not really, but like it's you know an indie company made a mistake and they were beholden to Sony and they really had to. They overpromised. They made they promised more than they had and mm-hmm. they got ambitious. They had they enjoyed their game. They were excited about making their own video game. Yeah, they were just a little but, too yeah. free with what they were saying and like saying all these goals that just weren't achievable and they probably didn't know they weren't achievable. Um, and so I think, as, as like, especially I, from the uh, white nice stance and, of design, designing for games, that's something that's super easy to do. Is just like get overexcited about something and say that it'll be this way, and then realize that's not technically possible, or at least not soon enough. You know? Yeah, not and, soon. And if I can, if I can say one last thing about three four three industries, and 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 then, and then I'm done. But I I feel like with three four three industries, they're they're I don't I don't feel like they're a bad studio at all. Uh, I think, I, I think their problem is that they've always, with, with Halo Four and Halo Five, for me, and not everyone feels this way, but for me personally, Four had a had a very good campaign with a very good story, probably one of the best in any Halo game, in my personal opinion. But its multiplayer was lacking for a lot of people, and and for me, the opposite is true with Halo Five, where I think they have one of the best multiplayers in a Halo game, and their story is terrible, and their campaign wasn't very good. And so when you look at those, it's like this this uh, studio is, I think, capable of making a very well-rounded Halo game. And if you look at the behind-the-scenes issues with both games, there's there were things that that went wrong in development for both cases. And it's a really it's 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 interesting if you can if you have the time to read it. But I think they have the capacity to make a really well-rounded Halo game, and they've just made two Halo games that feels very lopsided in opposite directions. And so I feel like with Halo Infinite, they have a chance to really make that well-rounded Halo game that I think they can make. I just hope that, you know, I, I just hope that they can do it because I, I think, I feel like they can given their track record. Yeah. Okay. So any other last words on Halo? Mm. Halo. Yes, but I'm going to stop. Yeah. Why you already, <laughs> you had your last word. We'll talk more about Halo in the future and for sure. Video games. But we're, we are pushing the definition of talking about the Halo Infinite delay. So we're going to talk about our next giant topic then, which is Fortnite and Epic are getting uh, suey. Um, Fortnite's flossing on Apple, baby. Get them get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get into this, I'm going to give us some basic background for people that aren't following a ton of like very specific gaming news. 
essentially epic released a new thing for fortnite where they just lowered blanket lowered the cost of v bucks which is great if you're a fortnite fan like if you you can now buy stuff cheaper um uh, <laughs> i don't think any of us here really are but no if you are stuff is cheaper now yay um yay for you, you can however on apple and google platforms specifically mobile devices they instead of being able to just cut the price uh in the app stores like for the the in-app purchases they added a new option that was like epic direct which essentially would take you to their direct payment and bypass the apple store or the google play store and then you would be able to get the discounted rate on your mobile phones the issue then became that apple and google took some offense to this and both of them quickly delisted uh fortnite from their stores i mean they didn't even take offense that's just in their terms of service you can't do that so actually yeah, yeah th this is the this is where this gets really really weird can i add one thing yeah, yeah. before you continue one important detail this change was not approved by at yes. least apple i can't i can't tell you if it was for google or not but um, this change was not approved by apple this update so was not something the interesting thing is the lawsuits that epic are doing actually that is not relevant that's the weird thing so epic is doing these lawsuits a lot of people have been throwing around epic suing them yada 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 and i think they haven't read into the details of this because it's a little different than I think a lot of people are imagining. So Epic is not actually seeking any payment. They're not seeking damages or anything similar. They are interested in an order to, for both companies to end monopoly, their monopolistic practices. Which is a lot further reaching. Um, this is where this gets really interesting. Because the cases here, I think reading these, Epic probably knew what was going to happen. Especially on the Apple store. Absolutely. The Google store might have hit them out of nowhere with yep. this because they're usually a little bit more lax on this kind of thing but the apple store specifically epic seemed prepared especially considering they just released a trailer for fortnite that is like riffing on this whole thing if it that was not like ready ad campaign it, ready if that yeah ready yeah if that ad, if that ad stuff. was was not ready to go before this happened, then they have some of the most efficient, hardworking yeah. marketing people I have <laughs> ever seen. That is incredible. And some like great mocap people if they're doing the mocap that quickly. Um, oh my god! Yeah, it's wild. So we're gonna go over the Apple case first. So Apple, this is one that is a little easier to understand because there is no other way on Apple devices to get an app aside from the App Store. Even if you're a developer, you have to go through the Apple ecosystem to get your stuff onto your phone to like test it. It's a huge hassle, it's it's awful. Um, but it's usually not a problem for users because like they open the app store, they get their app, right? It's not generally a problem for anyone normal. <laughs> so the issue here is that Epic is claiming that Apple has a monopoly on iOS devices, uh, which should be an open e ecosystem because they're performing like personal computers, but are not. Um, there's no other way to get that app there whereas Google, the Google case is a little flimsier because Epic can just upload their app to a different place and then people can still download the app file uh, so it's not, they're not locked out of being on devices that Android devices, whereas with Apple they are locked out of being on Apple devices right now 
the Apple thing is essentially their payment needs to be processed in the Apple app and not through a separate thing. Which I think in most cases is understandable, right? Like why it was saying it's in the terms of service. It's a it's a thing that generally you have to deal with. Apple takes a thirty percent cut. Which is a little insane. It's a lot. It's not... Um and there are arguments here as to that being somewhat industry standard. That isn't necessarily true uh, on stuff like PC, because on PC, so Steam takes a hefty cut. I don't think we actually have the percentages, I mean, but it, it lot, is somewhere in that range. It's somewhere in the like 20 to 30 range, I think. Yeah, I think I feel like it's like 20 to 25 and, percent. Yeah. Like, isn't Epic Store uh, being like, oh, we only take what? How much do they take? Epic takes they, 12, I think. 12 or something. And then nothing if your game is using Unreal. And I yeah, think it's a similar big cut. They're, they're beating Steam. Yeah, it's and it's a similar cut for uh, I think like Xbox Live and a PlayStation Network as well. Yeah, but we don't know for certain. Um, and then it gets a little hazier when you're looking at stuff like GOG and Humble Bundle, where payment is like this weird, <laughs> well, yeah. maybe maybe not type thing. Of you don't always have a way to you can like change who your pay goes to. So it gets a little weirder on PC and is a lot clearly less monopolistic and the argument on pc is that these cuts are valid because you can distribute your stuff on something like itch which is free but you then have the issue of of your game is in a platform that is very saturated with like weird indie projects so steam you pay steam the the idea is steam will help make your game more visible which is generally true not always it depends on the quality of your game and whether or not steam likes it (laughs) <laughs> essentially I mean, steam steam has also been some you know been under fire in the past for just yeah steam, ha- steam everything has everything and anything on but... the platform but like that's a conversation again for another time but yeah it's still a platform that you can get your game on steam under most circumstances whether or not it will be more visible now is a lot weirder than in the past in the past steam was harder to get onto and therefore your stuff was more visible but now you have the issue of like there's two there's a lot of stuff your stuff may not be visible based on whether or not Steam de- decides to put it on their featured page or something. Yeah. You're also paying into the ecosystem though, because I know a lot of people yeah. who are just like I won't buy games that aren't on exactly. Steam That's the idea. <laughs> yeah. But on Apple, that falls apart because there is no other option. There's yeah. no other way to distribute. So that's mm-hmm. like the Apple case background. Is Apple's trying? Ep- <laughs> Apple Epic is trying <laughs> to. <laughs> uh, sh- I don't even know if they're expecting these cases to succeed. That's the big thing. I, I'm curious to know after the fact, after all this, I hope they say something about this and whether or not this is something they expect to actually get anything out of these cases of like a, a change or just to bring more publicity to it because it's certainly doing that. Like these cases are now very public because of this. Um, it's weird because why would a, a mega corporation like that put so much time and effort into something? if they're not getting something out of it. I mean, Epic is, is I think it's, they're getting the consumer-friendly publicity. Okay, well, it's... Which is what Epic is already doing, right? Like, Epic has all these free games. We just talked about 7.5 million people claimed a game in a day on Epic, right? So Epic's store is clearly getting traffic. Um, Whether or not people are spending money is a lot harder to determine because we don't have that data. And like I know, speaking for most of us here, I think most of us haven't bought more than like one or just zero things on the Epic Store, right? I've paid. I've bought a few things. I, I yeah. I, so the things I've bought, I bought Satisfactory because Satisfactory was exclusive, 
and we didn't know if it was coming to Steam. So I bought that I bought, like two I years ago. I bought Control. Ago. And yeah, I bought I Control. That's it. I don't have it. a problem with the Epic Games Store. I'll buy games. Like now that it's mostly functional, it's like not yeah. annoying to use. I, so I have a problem. It really comes down to two things. One, I'm, I'm still not okay with them poaching uh, games that were promised to go on other platforms. Like, yeah. I, I, st I still think that's a really I, scummy thing to do. And secondly, I think a lot of that has to is on the the publishers and the developers too, though, because Epic, yeah, yeah, they came in and were like, "Yo, we'll give you this fat stack." And it's starting to bleed into like what we've talked about before. With Bayonetta was a good example of a game that wouldn't have been made without Nintendo. I think now we're hitting this point where Epic is sponsoring a lot of indie developers, where these games may not have realistically come out. If but I'm not talking not about the those. Cash. I'm not. I'm not yeah. talking about those. Yeah, I'm talking about something like Outer Worlds, which was going to come out regardless, because Outer Worlds already has a publisher. And Outer it Worlds is even to weird out. too, because it launched on day one on Game Pass as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Those and, are weird, shady business deals that probably. And, weird and my shady. my my second issue with it is the amount of features that it, that it doesn't have, like really basic storefront yeah. features that it doesn't have, is frustrating and kind of insulting and i really hate it too when when a lot of people try and defend it by saying oh well when steam came out it didn't have all the features it has now and to that i say steam but steam was, was like a like, new thing right steam, there steam, was steam nothing when there was nothing like steam when it first came out so it was complete it was setting up its own roadmap on how to do a, an online digital storefront but now yeah. that you have this this perfect blueprint of how to do a storefront in front of you and even ways to improve it, they instead launch with the absolute bare minimum. They instead and, launch without a shopping cart. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not, I, especially with a company that's as big as this, who has this yeah. much money to throw around, I really don't think it, they should have launched it this bare bones. It's getting better, but it's still yeah. very, very bare bones. Okay, yeah, so know. so that's covering a lot of the epic side of things. We do need to still talk about the Google case because yes. the Google case is a bit different. Um, and the big thing is this is brand new. So th this happened two days ago, essentially two to three days, depending on where in the world you are. Um, so it's very breaking news and, and any legal case will take a long time to resolve. So we may not know the resolution of this for a few months um, or even up to like a year, depending on how long it takes for this to actually resolve or if it just gets dropped because it could just get dropped. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff going on with the Google case that is very interesting because at first glance, the Google case is probably less, has less ground to stand on because on Android ecosystems, you can put your, your app on different places and have it downloaded and it's not a monopoly, right? Where it gets confusing is Google has some weird spe specific things going on about their stuff. So if you want to advertise your app via Google, a Google product like YouTube, you must then sell that app via the Play Store. So there's these little things that Epic is picking out that are like, this is a weird thing where they're tying in YouTube, which is probably one of the biggest ways to sell a mobile app is like ads on YouTube, uh, videos on YouTube showcasing it to sell via the Play Store. You then have to sell via the Play Store. Uh, LG was in talks with Epic and Epic was trying to get them to get the Epic store pre-installed as an, as a game store on the OnePlus, and Google blocked that. So there's some weird stuff here with Google essentially doing some things that don't line up with what they say they do. 
Uh, if you try to install, uh, yeah, here's another thing. If you try to install via a website, the download will ask you to change your your phone settings to essentially a security risk. Uh, and those apps also then can't update in the background. So there's like some minor stuff like that. Um, and again, Epic is not seeking any payment for these, which is the big thing that I think a lot of people miss is that these are not cases of Epic looking for money. Uh, there's, there's really no, I, I think there's very little advantage to Epic doing this aside from if they do win these cases, they'll be able to get their stuff back on the stores, which will probably help yeah. sell. See, I didn't know about that they weren't asking for monetary compensation because to me, it first kind of feel like felt like, oh, why do I care about one multi-billion dollar company suing exactly. another multi-billion dollar company about Here about all these billions of dollars that I'm never going to see. <laughs> and you know. I, I, it's it's interesting as well, I the, the timing of this, because this happened not too long after that giant antitrust hearing that was, what, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Where it was it was like they had, you know, Apple CEO, they had, it was, was it Apple, Amazon, Facebook, uh, whoever at this big conference and they were just basically grilling them on how they run their different services and stuff. So the timing of this also, I think, is very interesting. And I wouldn't be surprised if Epic was trying to time this around. And Epic actually does mention the antitrust suite in this. Exactly. So I, yeah, I... They are tying it in with that. Yeah, it's... Because I, I, I... It's... It, I mean, it's all... It's, it's one thing that I've been thinking about a lot, obviously, ever since this first came out. And it's it's kind of a shame that I, the company to kind of lead the charge on this is Epic because so so there's an interesting thing with this that I think a lot of people get that Epic has this this look of being like a big corporation. Mm -hmm. um, at least for developers, a lot of what Epic does is very developer focused and good. In that, like you are, they're taking less of a cut if you make the game with their engine. Their engine's free now instead of having to be paid. And the Unreal Engine is a very, very good game development engine. So on the developer end, a lot of stuff is really good. Their consumer-facing stuff is less good. <laughs> but still, yeah. like, the free games are going a long way. They really are, because um, they bring me to this thing, and I, I like, I have... Yeah. World War Z was, like, on a deep cut um, discount the other day and i bought that it was and like the interesting thing with that then is if you had had gotten the free deals you would have had world war z for free <laughs> exactly but yeah i didn't but then they put it on sale for 10 bucks and i'm like okay i'll grab world war z and now i have I, world war z I yeah i i just i, got I just don't from the ashes too i just don't know if like if if i'm entirely okay with epic being the company to lead the charge on this you yes. know what i mean it's in charge. It's epic. I'm I'm more hesitant about what their yeah. real motives are. You yeah. know what I mean? That's true, but at the same time a smaller a smaller company just doesn't have the resources to even think Exactly. About it, so. so so there's a bunch of stuff Epic did with this that makes it a lot harder for Google and Apple to counter. 
in that they went to a lot of local courts first and then kept going up the chain, essentially. So, and only a company with this amount of money can really do that. This isn't something that a small, like, indie team could have done if their game had this issue. Uh, so Epic is, like, one of the only companies in a position to be able to do this case the way they have. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, like, the, the reality of it. It's not, it's maybe not that this is the best company for it, but it's one of the only ones that can. And I would much rather have Epic doing it than no one doing it. Uh, it. It's definitely better than nothing. And I do want to mention something about the antitrust case. So essentially that opened up the Windows PC platform for other developers. That's, that's the one-line description of how that case went. The take that happened there is that Windows PCs are essential enough to daily life in a lot of jobs that they need to be open for competition which I think a lot of people would agree is true. Mm-hmm. In Epic's case, they are saying that your smartphones are also in that case of like being essential enough to daily life that they need to allow for competition, which I think a lot of people will agree with. Um, I mean, now they definitely are. I yeah. think as with so many laws and things, it's they, they are constantly playing catch up. Like the legal system is constantly playing catch up with technology. Like the internet, like internet laws are just still so far behind what we do on the internet these days. Like copyright laws are just completely out of whack with YouTube. Like it just, Mm -hmm. so I think it's, you know, something that needs to catch up. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Maybe this, maybe this will actually be some kind of a, a, like to get that way. Cause I mean, obviously, and I, like uh, iPhones and stuff are ridiculously so just like all of the place. Everybody, everybody has an, uh, a smartphone these days. So. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely a, a valid point there on Epic side. <laughs> and I mean, even then, they're, they're, the smaller element of this is Epic is just cutting the cost of their of goods in Fortnite. They're making them blanket less expensive. Well, I mean. The Which, reason for that was for get to get people to use the Epic Store instead because they're literally yeah. still making more money by cutting twenty percent, giving a twenty percent discount on their own store is cheaper than selling. Well, it so it's not a twenty on on Fortnite itself. It's not a twenty percent discount. They have just permanently dropped prices. It's not. Oh, it's not being marketed as a sale. They have permanently dropped the price yeah. of V Bucks on the Epic Store. No, on on for any version of Fortnite that you have. Oh. Which in Fortnite is already only available in the Epic Store. Like it's always been that way. Um, even on Android before it was on the Play Store, it was on Epic's website that you could download from there. So that's always been that way. But they have straight up just dropped the price of, of V-Bucks and Fortnite by 20% across the board. Oh, like so even in the Apple Store? Yeah. So so long as you are buying... The reason the Apple Stores were weird is the Apple Store took so much of a cut that the, some financial stuff couldn't justify it, essentially. They added the Epic Direct option, which was you could essentially go to a different place and then pay Epic directly and they would uh, fund your account. And again, the weird thing with this is Epic is cross-platform. Yeah. So you could just go on your PC and if you pl- even if you play on mobile, buy V-Bucks there and get the discount. So they're not <laughs> particularly limiting you with this. I think it's just some weird store stuff as to why they couldn't do that directly on the stores. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, it's super hard I, I, to really know what's going on on the on the back end of this. I despise Apple. 
Um, but I still, I, I agree with Wyatt though. There's definitely some kind of, I am, there's some consternation yeah. in my, in that's my a good word for process. it. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. Um, because it is hard to believe that, uh, uh, a huge mega corporation like Epic games would be truly this, uh, giving to the community, you know? And it's, and it's a shame that, that a company that has so much, yeah, it's a shame that a company that's this powerful that has the, the, the ability to do something good like this. It's a shame that we live in a world where we just don't trust them. Yeah. We have to be distrusting because otherwise they have the chance to take advantage of us. And we've been yeah. duped so many times that we're now just convinced that, yeah. like, at the end of the day, they don't have our best interest in mind. We've been we, time and time again, we've been convinced of that. And I mean, now it seems like when it's, it seems majority. like now when when someone is trying to do something that's good, it, we're all super hesitant about it. And I'm not saying they are. I know I'm not saying that they aren't. It's just it's hard to yeah. really get behind them. Well, I mean, it's not it's not even like. That's not even like a question anymore. Like nobody debates whether or not Walmart has your best interest in mind. They don't. <laughs> yeah, nobody people have accepted that they don't. Nobody thinks EA is trying to be customer friendly. They're just doing that because they know having the customers mostly on their good side gives them more money. Like it's all about money for these people. Yeah, or, mm-hmm. not even for the people, but for the corporation. And it's also it is kind of sad that we as people have to look that way at at consumer friendly moves. And be like, this is most likely just a marketing push. Yeah, there's always got to be an ulterior motive to something, and there's a catch. Yeah, there's a catch, and sometimes that catch is fine. Like, if if a oh, company's yeah. doing a consumer friendly thing that also gets them some publicity, I don't think that's a problem. Well, no, it's not because it's like you know, you win win. Yeah, the customer gets some things, and and then the company gets actually probably some deserved attention because they're doing something good for the yeah customers, but. Mm-hmm. This is just, it seems too shady. It's like, what? this is, they put so much work into this, you know? That, that's, that's the other thing I wanted to say too, is that this is all so like perfectly timed yeah. and planned. It's just, it's, it's suspicious because it's, it's just, it's uh, impressive. It's impressive. But it was like, oh, so now Epic's kind of upset. So they just did this little thing to like maybe try and get one passed on Apple and they got caught. So now they're like, oh, okay. You yeah. know, and a week later they come up with this lawsuit and this ad and, it's and a bit. Like it's, it's just it's a, all happens so fast, and it's. It's like, a bit too meticulously yeah. planned and created, they and put it's time yeah. and it's money suspicious. Into it. They put That's, time and money into it, and companies don't put time and money into things unless they're expecting more money back. Like I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think that's about as much as we can really say about this at yeah, yeah. at the current point in time, because again, we don't know if Epic has got other motives in this. We don't know what the result of this will be. It's something we're gonna to have to wait to see. Uh, it's it's really hard to tell because lawsuits take forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So that's most of our news. There's some other minor stuff like Fall Guys has a roadmap now. Uh, we got some stuff about War of Mine. This War of Mine is joining some Poland schools reading list. So video games are now being used in Poland as educational tools, which is cool. cool. Uh, cool. Yeah, but a lot of small stuff like that. Oh, we did have one other small thing that we didn't really talk about. I think uh, Ubisoft continued to clean house and has fired right. another person in their, in their nice. long list. Um, we might have mentioned Tommy Francois last time, but he's gone now. I think we did. But yeah, yeah he's gone now. There's, there's been more there, happening. There was one thing that I, I 
heard and read about or something like then there was a, a company i think i don't remember which big gaming company it was but they denied a raise for their execs like oh like that was a we were we were going to talk about that it's ea, <laughs> it's EA. <laughs> thank you for reminding me yeah. ea <laughs> the so this isn't just they denied it this is ea's like board voted to not give that payout that compensation package uh which yeah. is hopefully a good sign that ea might oh. be actively <laughs> getting a little dude. bit better Baby when steps, the board yeah. is like, yo, they what are you step. doing with this money? Why is why is Bobby Kotick making a billion dollars? <laughs> they would yeah. need to get a, rid of a lot of higher ups for a any major lot. change to happen. I think. No, I, but it's it's good to see that at least the investors are like, wait a second, yeah, our money's not being used in a good way. Yeah. Like, yeah, finally, yeah. It's like I will I will give credit where credit's due for that. I don't think that really yeah. that credit is due to EA. It's due for the investors and the no, people it's who made 100% the decision. to the investors, but. Took them a while to get there, but they got yeah. there. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the investors were seeing like record numbers, and they were like, you know, it. What's a couple extra million to, to Ben, whatever the I don't even know what anybody's name is anymore. But like, what's a couple extra million if they're bringing in an extra billion this quarter? You know, like. Yeah, uh, and and smaller news: Kana Bridge of Spirits is actually launching on PS4 before PS5. So anyone that remembers Kena from the the Sony showcase, we, we will have that in our hands soon, ish. I'm probably gonna wait for the PS5. It will have a free upgrade to the PS5 version. Oh, I forgot. About that. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that, that's a cool thing for anyone who's interested in that game. I know a lot of us absolutely yes. are. I'm very excited. So yeah, that, that's our, that's our gaming news for the week. Now we have a few announcements about the show. So. Not to scare anyone, this will be the <laughs> final episode of Double on Radio Weekly. But, oh, but no. the show will go on. And in, in reality, it's not the final episode because we're not like changing the numbers or anything. It, it's just going to continue as the... It's not even a rebrand because the logo and everything's the same. We're just... For the purposes of stuff like SEO and analytics, in order to get search found on searches, you generally need to have the topic of your video and your title... And right now our podcast is called Double on Radio Weekly. That's a holdover from when it was mostly a talk show that we just kind of had hung out and, and talked. Now we're, we were all pretty decided that it's about video games, so we're going to call it the Double on Radio Gamescast. It or something no longer, similar to that. Um, it is no longer exclusively about Star Wars, unfortunately. Yeah. And now exclusively and, about Halo. <laughs> yep. now, if you want that juicy, juicy, um, useless garbage uh, talking... You can come to my stream instead. <laughs> <laughs> you can, uh, yep. <laughs> you, actually, if you're on the, if you go to the YouTube channel that's linked on the screen, I actually, you can find links to most of our stuff. Any anyone here who's I, actively I, doing stuff uh, will be added there if they haven't been already. I actually play video games there too, so I lied. Yeah. But. So you can do that. <laughs> wait, um, wait, am I on here? Yeah, yeah. You will be if you give me your links. Well, I think I have your links. Actually, you don't need to give me anything. You but there's more be. stuff. There's more <laughs> announcements to talk about. Uh, and by more, I mean there's like one other thing. So we're also going to be, the podcast will be coming out on Tuesday mornings after this week. Just because that gives us an extra lead day. So instead of having to record this, we record on Sundays, immediately having to upload and get it ready for 7 a.m. the next morning. In case something happens, we now have one lead day to be like, oh no, something went wrong. We can fix it. Or like since it's like literally 10 p.m. we can go to bed yeah we can go to bed then, after recording and, and wake and up and do it, it the next day uh, yeah especially because like i use a laptop i have to have my laptop open if i'm uploading it right. uh which is a, a large bright light 
So we're doing that. It'll be on Tuesdays, and Tuesdays also is tends to be the the biggest viewership day or listenership for podcasts. So it also works better in in podcast analytics land. See, yeah, just like we were talking about corporations, we actually don't care about you guys. It's all about the no. Day. Okay, so you just said the opposite <laughs> of what we're implying. We care a lot, and that we want to make it best for the people listening to listen with their normal routines. That was that was a bit. That was a goof. Yeah, it was a bit, but I can't allow you to continue that bit when we're doing our branded segment of a uh, hello. Oh. <laughs> we're doing this thing. <laughs> uh, all right, and uh, yeah, that, that's our that's our announcements. Heads up, we may start doing putting some sponsorship segments in the center of the podcast. Ooh, that might be happening. Um, this is just for the sake of making us seem a little bit more serious than we are. <laughs> We will be sponsoring okay. ourselves. We will be sponsored by so uh, Shadow do, Legends, yeah. uh, the nope. Raycon E25s. Yep. yep. No way. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah that, I, I wouldn't expect that anytime very soon, but in the next like month or two, that'll probably happen. Uh, just to, to test out the waters and see how it works. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Uh, okay. So that is pretty much the show. We need to do our shoutouts. Then we'll play the outro. Then we're out of here. It we hope you guys have had a fun time. Considerably over time today, but... Uh, actually, no, we, we're not over time at all. We usually... Oh. We just started late because we had to have conversations about, oh. like, what time did we, what time did renaming we the show. We started at, like, 8.15. Um, okay. So we're actually... Hour and a half is about where we're aiming for, generally. So okay, okay. We're, we're right on time. But yeah, we got shout-outs. So I, I guess I'll start. Uh, Shout-out to... You know... Websites like gamebiz, GameIndustry.biz that keep all these things organized for me so I don't have to do a lot of work. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I can just look at the weekly roundups and be like, here's what we need to talk about, and then go back and see if there's anything we missed. Uh, like uh, the EA thing. It's fun. I'll, I'll go next. Uh, I'd like to shout out the uh, Play, Watch, Listen podcast with uh, Alana Pierce, Troy Baker. Y'all know Troy Baker, but it also... I, I know Troy. It also has uh, Mike Bithel, who, sorry, who worked on games like Thomas Was Alone and Volume. And it also has uh, Austin Wintroy, who worked on the Banner Saga soundtrack and the Journey soundtrack. And that's a great podcast with a lot of like insight on, in the actual games industry and stuff like that. So if you like this stuff, you should go check them out because they're cool. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah all right. Um, I want to go last. Okay. Uh, I have a goof, so I'm just gonna. I feel like we should end with a goof. All right, we'll I, end uh, with a goof. We'll, we'll, end, we'll end with a goof for now. Uh, I, I, I'm already talking, so the stage is mine. Um, uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, my other friend Ryan. Sorry, currently present oh, Ryan. Oh, oh, yeah. His other friend's true. Ryan' uh, yeah. birthday today, and he's been my uh, my my living, breathing uh, kind of walkthrough for. Final Fantasy 3 and also Metal Gear Solid. So shout out to him for making me not nice. want to die during the parts of those games that are... Thank, yeah. thank you, other Ryan, for, for knowing how to play... Oh, you games. should have just told me I could do the same thing. Actually, I can't. <laughs> I, I have not played Final Fantasy 3. You have so many Ryans at Gear. your disposal, Brett. So, so many Ryans. <laughs> so many Ryans. Can look, we be all the same. for all the Ryans? Look, Thanksgiving is right around. No, Ben, this isn't your turn. It's Tess's turn. <laughs> Ryan's giving this year. Yes. So it's my turn. Yeah, shout out. Um, shout out to my temporary roommate John for getting me some for um getting this Reese's out of the vending machine for me during this podcast and being really quiet about it. That, we didn't hear it. We did not hear a noise. Yeah. That's impressive. So. 
Yeah, he walked right up to me. He gave it to me. He did like a little heart with his hands and went back into his room. Are we sure he's not Splinter Cell? <laughs> That's where Sam Fisher went. Yeah, Sam Fisher's been actually here the whole time. We never knew. Whoa. Oh, All right, Ben, uh -huh. it's your goof. You can goof. Shout me. out. Shout out to my, my own dumb ass for forgetting the bass to my microphone because now it's just sitting on my desk and uh, apologies for any... Yeah, you also might be hearing issue. it. It's a little lower than normal even though I have been yeah. maxed out. It's a bit speakers. lower than normal and also I have absolutely nothing up on the walls in my room so the echo is quite offensive. The echo is actually not that bad. You've been mostly I, it, fine. It is for me. Maybe not so much for you guys, but... Yeah, I'm I think Discord's got myself. some like noise compression yeah. that Discord gets rid of most of it. Right. I'm afraid of how it's going to be on stream, but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, it's been a great podcast, guys. We're going to play the outro and get out of here. We hope you have a good night. Good yeah. morning. Or whatever. Yeah, good, good day wherever you are. Good afternoon. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This good has been time. the 001 Radio. Have a fantastic rest of your day, and I <laughs> hope the weather's good. Who said you could do the outro? Yeah, the outro is playing right now. It's music. <laughs> oh, alright. Nobody heard that. Okay. Uh, I think at some point we should all be able to hear the music.